It is going to be a mostly sunny day for this Valentine's Day. We'll uh, be in the low to mid-40s throughout the day today. Tomorrow warming up into the 50s, but it will be cloudy with um, some showers possible during the afternoon hours. And then uh, we'll take a dramatic cool down going into the weekend, back down from the 50s on Thursday into the 30s come Friday. Right now, 31 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We are looking at uh, 30 degrees, uh, 31 degrees at uh, the Highlands. We're looking at 30 degrees at my backyard weather station in Elm Grove. And what do you have here, pal? We are up to uh, 30 degrees. Sorry, it's about 30 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. If you... um, would like to share your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Feel free to use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Uh, we're looking for your idea of a good Valentine's Day date. Where would you take your sweetie? Is there a particular restaurant you think is really romantic or really enjoyable to do? Uh, what would your perfect date be? Slider says he'd take him to Undo's in Benwood. It's a good start. Then take him out to review beers at Wakeham's in Elm Grove and then walk to his house. <laughs> Which is not far away. Okay, that's a, I, I'm glad you, you have it all planned out. You have it all planned out. I'm suggesting if you've been like me, you've forgotten to get anything for your lovey, uh, today might be a good day to call the Wheeling Symphony and get a couple tickets reserved for the Friday night concert this Friday night and then uh, make some dinner reservations someplace and you can have dinner and a concert and that might be a good way to salvage Valentine's Day. So if you have some thoughts on Valentine's Day, text me 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Welcome to the show. Uh, calling in from Charleston in the hot bed of excitement down at the legislature. Ohio County Delegate Sean Fluarty. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Howard. How you doing? So if you were here in town, where would you take a date for Valentine's Day? Oh, probably... My girlfriend and I tend to go to Figaretti's. See, that's that's been one of the frequent that, when I've been asking people for, for good Valentine's Day date restaurants. That one's cropped up quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good spot, always a good atmosphere. Yeah, it's Dino's a, always there, friendly yeah. guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got it's good food. That's you can have, have a little bit of a little vino if you'd like to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that's my guy. Good guy. Be a good. Be a good. Uh, good. I assume you don't. You're not doing a Valentine's Day special down at the Charleston. Huh? Does the legislature? No, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Bad bills. We just get a lot of bad bills. That's usually what we get for Valentine's here. You know, I, I I want to try to be positive and optimistic. I mean, I really do. And we've got. You, you, listen, you you're doing a couple of positive. You personally, a couple of positive things down there. I got to tell you, this is one of the worst sessions I think I've ever seen from the outside looking in. Would you agree with me on that? I would. It's it's. We have not. I tried to put this the other day. This is not a session with any heavy lifting. That makes sense. Like, there's nothing monumental happening. It's all red meat bills, social issues, manufactured outrage. It's just clearly election year politics. And it's frustrating, Howard. It's very frustrating because I think the people are over it. Um, But yet, here we are. Look what we're running through. We have a, let's see, locking up librarians bill. That's really high on the list of priorities that we really need in this state. 
Uh, we're running the on Valentine's Day. We're going to run the Women's Bill of Rights, which doesn't give any actual rights. It, it's about you know manufactured outrage, and it looks good on paper. And if you actually look at what we try to do for amendments on this bill and actually provide rights. None of them passed. It's a good, this is a good point. We haven't talked about that here on this show. Let me just take stop for a second. We sure. did talk about the Women's Bill of Rights as introduced by the Republicans, and it's essentially it's a bill designed to keep the girls out of boys' bathrooms. I mean, that's you know, yeah. that's that's the Fear whole thing. Green, you know, manufactured outrage right. about but, a non-issue. But in point of fact, the Democrats thought, all right, if you're going to have a Women's Bill of Rights, and that's part of it, you guys proposed a variety of actual, well, you know, women's rights. I mean, if you actually talk to women <laughs> and said, you know, equal pay is important. Passing the Catherine Johnson Fair Pay Act, that'd be something we could take up. Uh, maybe maybe uh, taxes on feminine products, that's something we shouldn't have to worry about. You know, things that are these fair things that we're seeing in other states pop up. Maybe these are things to be part of the Women's Bill of Rights. Well, guess what? That's not even in consideration. It's you know, about bathrooms. Now, here's a question. So if we're protecting locker rooms and these things, can Jim Justice still enter the women's locker room as coach? Well, I don't know. You know, my point is how many – how big a problem is it? You know, forget whether you think it's right or wrong. Forget for a, just for a moment the whole concept of transgender. You know, what's the difference? Uh, it's – the bill will have no actual effect. Here's what everybody needs to know about this bill, and this is what I'm going to probably talk about on the House floor today. There's data collection in this bill. There's a portion of this bill dedicated to data collection. They're going to that. collect data on all school-age children about their sex and anything else under the sun. If, if I understand correctly from what I read, it's not just about like their sex, as in male, female, transgender. It's no, also it's, it, it is, it's about their sexual habits. Yes, like how often a, a young female gets her period, like things like that. It's the fact we're even discussing this in the legislature, and the government wants to collect that data. How sick is that? Like, why are we taking this up? But but they'll call it the Women's Bill of Rights, Howard, and it sounds good. And in fact, they're collecting data on all the children in West Virginia. And one would ask the question: What? To what purpose? Well, exactly. I've asked that question many times. You can't get an answer. So see so what happens, these bills get introduced in multiple states, and they basically hit the print button, and they, they print it off, and they bring it down to West Virginia, and they say, yay, Women's Bill of Rights. And nobody can actually answer questions as to what it does. When I see a data collection provision and I see the government collecting data, that's a red flag to me. Maybe I'm a small government libertarian at this point. Like, that, to me, is scary. And the fact that we're collecting data on school-age children, and for what purpose, I don't know. So what effect will this bill have? I mean, are we going to have – We're going to. is this a jobs bill? We're going to hire a bunch of bathroom attendants uh, to be policing the bathrooms and making sure that the data collected – for, from children matches with the child going into the restroom. I, I don't. I don't get it, Howard. But look how much time we're taking up on this. But that's the thing, and yeah. I, I ask the question, regardless of of whether or not there is an issue of men using women's bathrooms. I don't think there is. But regardless, what what does this bill accomplish? What do what do almost all of these bills that are being passed accomplish? I don't have a problem with saying in God we trust, but why do we have to put in God we trust on every schoolroom wall? What does that accomplish? To what end does do we do that other than to garner votes and make us feel good? 
well, to use mailers in November. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what this is about. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's about re-election. And that's why we're running all these red meat bills. It's not a jobs bill. It's not creating jobs. It, we're spending valuable legislative time talking about it. You and I are talking about it. I mean, it's just sucking up all the oxygen in the room, and it's really doing nothing other than, oh, we're going to send a mailer against flu hardy in November. It, it's just dumb stuff. Sean, when you stand up on the House floor to make a, a comment or ask a question or, or make a speech, or if I might say rant from time to time, when you stand up, do you hear from the other side, Oh, boy. Do you hear that? You know. <laughs> Howard, for one, last week, I don't know if you saw, so I'm the minority whip. I asked the lead sponsor of an amendment to yield on the House floor. I he refused this. to yield. I, I asked the, the majority whip, the super majority whip to yield. He refused to yield. I mean, maybe I'm just that good at my job, but <laughs> it's absurd to me that we have people down here who just don't show up for work. They don't want to participate. I just, I, lo- I did see that clip, and it made me laugh. It's really sad, but it made me laugh. You said, you know, well, the gentleman yield. He said, no. You said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Hey, where I come from, you know, where where we're from, Howard, you stand up and you say what's on your mind, and you show up for work. And when people refuse to do that, they don't want to participate in the process that angers me i don't care what your political affiliation is what party you're from you show up for work and you you made that point quite strong and that again i saw that particular clip which i thought was again funny on the one hand and and sad on the other that you they wouldn't even but isn't that sort of what's happening down there the bills are going through House and Senate has been for a couple of years without a lot of debate. And, you know, it's like, well, why will we answer your questions? We're going to pass it anyway. So why do we, why bother to take the time to answer your questions? That's the attitude yeah. that I got. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's shameful. I mean, it's where we're at in our political uh, atmosphere right now. It's something that I haven't seen. It's, it just keeps getting worse. The national trend is leaking into our local politics and state politics. And it's a real problem. Sean, you, however, um, every once in a while are able to work across the aisle. I did see where you and uh, I think the House Speaker actually um, co-sponsoring a bill, right? There are some adults left in the room, and (laughs) I'm one of them, and and House Speaker Roger Hanshaw is one of them. So uh, I've been, as you know, I've been involved in the gaming industry for a number of years now, Howard, and became national president of this group called the National Council of Legislators from Gaming States. So... I've built these relationships throughout the country, and I approached the WVU Business School probably about three or four months ago, and uh, the dean there, um, I approached him and said, hey, look, we could be the UNLV of the East when it comes to gaming because we have all the data here, and WVU could be leading at the forefront of data of data analytics when it comes to sports betting, the gaming, and other things. What would WVU consider a program? And uh, we had a Zoom call, multiple calls. He actually came down to our conference in Florida. And long story short, WVU is starting a program on responsible gaming and research. And this program is going to be through the business school that I'm helping organize together. And part of that is going to need legislation for us to say, okay, gaming operators, send this data to WVU for research purposes. And that's the bill that dropped out recently with Roger Hanshaw and myself uh, to basically create a program for, for at WVU on sports data analytics. I have a dumb, I mean, a dumb comment. 
Is it wise for Hanshaw to associate himself with you? I'm I'm not being funny. <laughs> no, I'm not being funny about that because you you've got to be kind of anathema to a lot of those on the other side. I do my job. I, I take pride in what I do, and I do it well. At the same time, uh, we have we have things that are important in the state that need to get done, and this is one thing. And Roger Hanshaw takes things seriously. He takes his job seriously. Now, obviously, a lot of these bills running are red meat bills that if certain parts of of his party want to see run, and he has you know has to do that. But at the end of the day, we have people here who still want to get things actually accomplished. And this is a great example of accomplishing something. It's like, hey, look, we're going to start a whole new program at WVU uh, because we passed legislation previously that I helped lead on, sports betting, iGaming, uh, that gives us this data analytics available to us in West Virginia that's not available in other states. So that allows our our institutions or universities to have this ability to, to have data available to them for research and consumer protection that's not available in other states. And we should be taking advantage of that. That's the forward-thinking stuff that we need to be doing. And that's, you know, so I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. Gaming was one of the first issues that you brought forward when you very first went down there. Uh, the other one uh, that you kind of took a lead on early on was on um, uh, marijuana, medical marijuana, finally got approved. Are we ever going to see recreational marijuana approved in the state? I over in the, am I? I believe I'm correct. Over in the Senate, Mike Caputo introduced a bill to yeah. allow recreational marijuana and dedicate part of the proceeds to uh, 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 funding for the PEIA, which actually sounded like a pretty good idea to me. But sure. are, are we ever going to move forward on that? Do you think? I think if the people could speak and if we could vote on it, it would move forward. But unfortunately, like we just saw in Ohio. But uh, that would require the legislature to put it on the ballot, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. And, you know, we have some people here that are just – they think Reefer Madness is a real documentary, <laughs> and it's a problem. I mean, Mike Stewart was a U.S. Uh, US attorney general running for attorney general now, and he serves in the state senate, and he you know, thinks it's the devil's lettuce. And meanwhile, other states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, they're moving forward, and they're just lapping us. We could have, we have a duty to compete against our neighbors, Howard. I think everybody would agree with that. And right now, they are out-competing us in this area. One of the largest, fastest-growing markets in the U.S. is the cannabis industry. And it, I was fully supported. You know this. I just don't, I don't believe that the legislature will in the near future. Usually, if, if, if they can be convinced that there's a dollars and cents value to it, I think they do. But in this particular case, I think you're right. They've got reefer madness on their brain. Because uh, the truth of the matter is, it is a significant, it would be, it could be a significant economic boost to the state if we were to uh, regulate, uh, to legalize, and then to regulate to some extent, recreational marijuana. Well, and what doesn't get spoken about enough, Howard, is it shrinks the black market of illicit drugs. So if, if they talk about the drug problem here in, in West Virginia all the time, well, we would shrink that black market if we had recreational cannabis. If go no look no further than Colorado, I went out there and met with Governor Hickenlooper when he was governor at the time, who has wheeling ties, by the way, and he said we shrank the black market for drugs from a billion dollar black market to a hundred million dollar black market. You know, he, he essentially saying, look, if you legalize cannabis and shrink the illicit drug market, it's better for the overall state stability when it comes to illegal drug use. Not to mention that it's an economic benefit, not to mention that there's actually value for some people in having uh, you know, that as a recreational uh, drug. But I, I don't know that we'll ever see that moved forward, um, unfortunately. Sean, before I let you go, what are some other things that maybe we might see? What would you like to see done? Is there any hope on the horizon for anything you'd like to 
to do before the session? About halfway through, still time to get a few things up. Anything, anything pending or you want to see pending? Well, look, we just had a 19-year-old pass away in our jails in Southern Regional Jail over the weekend. We've had many deaths in the state. Our correction system, we've had the National Guard in there doing work. This has reached a crisis mode. We have to pay our corrections officers. We have to make sure they're safe. We have to make sure those who are in our correctional facilities are safe. That's a top-of-line issue we should be dealing with. And also child care. We have another crisis on our hands in the foster care system. And child care in general, and I've met with many people from Wheeling who are concerned about these issues. And we were told early on that we would see movement on legislation related to child care. But it hasn't crossed the finish line yet. And now, like you said, Howard, the clock is ticking. Sean, I appreciate your time this morning. i got to move on, unfortunately, but thank you for being here. We need to talk more often. I know you and I both said that uh, privately. We need sure. to get you on here more often and talk more. I, I just I get a great kick out of watching you work down there. Um, I, I feel like at least somebody is standing up and saying the things need to be said, and the, the good fight gets fought. I don't know that it ever gets won down there, but it, it at least gets fought. And I appreciate the work that you do. I appreciate you, Howard. That's what we do in Northern Panhandle. We stand up and fight. All right. We'll talk again sometime soon. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Thanks. Ohio County Delegate Sean Fluharty this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I'll bet when he stands up, I'll bet the rest of those Republicans just go, oh, dear God, no, not again, not again, because they know they're going to get a scolding. He just he whips them. And Howard, isn't it scary that we elect a, a body to, to, to do our bidding for us? We see in Ohio that eh, we're not going to do that. We exactly. hear what you're saying, and overwhelmingly, we're not going to do that. And just like Sean said, there's no doubt we live in the same kind of a state. Well, and and we we talked. We had the guests on from the conversation. People who wrote an article about this. It's happening all across the country. Voters are making their position very clear on issues. One of the two of the big ones are the two actually that were passed in Ohio: abortion and um, marijuana. Voters are saying this is what we want, and then the legislators go, "Yeah, but uh, we don't, so we won't listen to you." It's just it's staggering to me. And but that's that's where we are. I'll rant a bit more coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. 
But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Look into my eyes. You will see. It's uh, love songs today on this Valentine's Day edition of the Watchdog Morning Show, which we are using for a bumper music. You know what I have to say about that song, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) If you just joined us, you had to have been here last hour when Victoria Jones gave Bob up. What gave us both? She gave us both a pretty good scolding. I mean, we were just getting started. Yeah, I mean, literally, at first words, I said, and hey, now it's time to have, uh, what did I say, uh, a visit with Vicky. Yeah, you made that mistake, Howard. Just rewind the tape and start over again. You don't call me Vicky. Cut, cut, she was saying. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So we did. Bob plays the bumper music and Victoria. Wow, that's just the most miserable song I've ever heard in my entire life. You want to take me somewhere dark, Bob? What's wrong with you? You You're hiding something. You are hiding something. (laughs) I love her. She's so much fun. Uh, 31 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 31 of the Highlands. 35 now in my backyard in Elm Grove and still 30 here. It is 30 right on the money. At the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Um, This kind of ties in with this conversation we had right before the break about Voters are clear about what they, there are certain things voters are very clear about. And again, let's talk about Ohio, where issues one and two both passed, both passed significantly this past year. One was to um, to uh, permit certain types of of abortion, reproductive rights, if you will. The other was to legalize uh, recreational marijuana. And the legislators immediately began to try to negate those. They tried to come up with constitu- come up with ways to take power away from the courts so the courts couldn't overrule them when they said the, con- the, the constitutional amendments didn't work. Same thing with the marijuana issue. The, the issue of, of abortion rights, uh, reproductive rights, one thing we have learned with polling across the country and with actual voting across the country is that significant percentage, significant majority of people in this country want to preserve to some extent the right to an abortion. Do not want women to have to be forced to bring a child to full birth uh, 
uh, when there's a medical issue involved, when there's rape involved, most people believe that it ought to be an available option under some circumstances. And yet, legislators across the country are working hard to say, no, 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 no. In West Virginia, the legislature passed a law restricting abortion back in uh, September of 2022, almost immediately after the Supreme Court ruled on that. So now we're banning all abortions. Um, The candidates for governor uh, were all in West Virginia, the Republican candidates for governor, were all uh, in a forum recently. They all support this near ban on abortion. And yet, in fact, if you look at what the people actually want, they want some form of, yes, regulated and less limited, but reproductive rights. I was a little bit surprised yesterday. And again, Joe Manchin, we'd hoped to have him on this morning. I mean, he, he, he reached out to us to try and come on today, and we couldn't work the scheduling out. He'll be with us on, I think, Friday. I was a bit surprised yesterday to get a release from Joe Manchin. Senator Manchin yesterday joined in a bipartisan effort to codify Roe v. Wade to make the right to an abortion a legal law of the land. Now, it's with limitations. It's not, you know, anything goes. But to codify it, the Supreme Court said there, the Supreme Court negated the previous Supreme Court ruling that there is a constitutional right to an abortion. But it does not prevent states and or the federal legislature from codifying and creating laws about abortion. And I was amazed that Senator Manchin, Senator Manchin has been pro-life all of his life. Um, by, by the way, I, I'm, supporting, I, I'm supporting what he did, but I was surprised because he's always called himself pro-life. But he said, Manchin said in, in announcing his support for this uh, bill in Congress, I will always consider myself pro-life, but we can't take away a woman's basic right to make her own health care decisions. And again, if you look at every poll, and again, not just polling, but voting, Ohio's the closest one to look at, the people want some form of reproductive rights. Not willy-nilly, not everybody, not abortion on demand, abortion forever, you know, two months after the baby's born. No, but some form of regulated abortion. Um, so I was surprised at Manchin. I, we will talk to him about that. I, I did hope to talk to him about it today. But it's another example of where there's a, clear, there's a clear belief among the public on this issue. And the voters, the, uh, the legislators, state level, national level, to a large extent, just don't care. And I'll put a, a, a political label on it. I am a registered Republican. And to me, a registered Republican who's not too crazy about it, it just looks to me like the Republican Party is saying, I hear you, but we know better. That's exactly And we are in power now, and we are going to never, ever let it go. And there is no better example of that than the West Virginia legislature. We And, and you phrase it as perfectly as, we know better. What's that? Polls say overwhelmingly that you want some form of reproductive rights. What's that? Our neighboring state voted overwhelmingly to allow reproductive rights. Well, to quote Victoria and Donnie Gilbert, <laughs> patooey on you. And Howard, we can fix that. How do you fix it? Get better people in office. You vote them out. That's yeah. simple as that. Get out. At some point, and I don't know where it is, and I, I, you know, I told you off the. I was just grumpy yesterday, and part of the reason I was grumpy is I was thinking about. What a miserable state we're in. I don't mean the state of West Virginia. Oh, that maybe that too. That that you know we we can't get policy done. Good po- 
all we do is this kind of crap. All we do is this kind of crap. And 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 when will it stop? When will we say we won't allow this anymore? When we're uh, in a world war where something else takes a bigger stage, Howard, and unfortunately it takes 9-11, it takes something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we don't remember that very long either, do we? 9-11, never again, we'll always remember, we worked as a country together. You know, didn't care whether you're Democrat or Republican. It, we it wore off. It did. But we should never forget these pompous asses that we, you elect in there. I don't live in Ohio, but, man, it burns my ass, Howard. You elect these folks in there, and they thumb their nose at you. Yeah. We know better. We, uh, we know better. We know what the people want. No, you don't. Because the people spoke. They literally spoke. You're not listening. And, again, I'm not talking. Polling shows that overwhelmingly. But I'm not just talking about polls, because you say, well, polls, you know, who knows. Actual votes at the voting. Well, of course, I forgot. Unless you like the results of the election, it was all stolen from you. I, I, I forgot. I forgot. All right. Take a break. Yeah, I did, I did, I, it's Valentine's Day. I didn't want to get off on a tangent here, but I guess I did. I kind of primed you a little bit, Howard. Yeah, yeah, I guess you did. 937, 23 to the hour. Let's check a final update of Ohio Valley headlines with Taylor Long. Good Wednesday morning, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day. Starting out with your headlines this morning, for over a month now, Yorkville residents have been without a local police department following the resignation of former Chief John Morelli. Both the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department and Tiltonsville Police presented proposals to council at last night's meeting to hire a deputy on for 40 hours a week, 24-7 coverage, and a possible YTR law enforcement agency. Council has had three committee meetings also considering police force assistance from Martins Ferry and Bridgeport. There are some discrepancies in costs that the council says they will need to meet with their finance committee over. Now, despite Jefferson and Belmont County Sheriff's Department managing Yorkville's calls, residents worry about longer response times without a local deputy. Meanwhile, Yorkville continues to seek a police chief. And some continuing coverage this morning. Late yesterday afternoon, fire teams were dispatched to a blaze near Trig Construction and Home Improvement, located in Neffs on Sand Hill Road. One building could be seen with extensive damage and a heavy amount of smoke pouring out. Details are limited at this time, but we're told no one was injured. Stay with 7 News for updates. All new this morning, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice and First Lady Kathy are delighted to share that Baby Dog, the state's cherished first pet, has successfully undergone her initial ACL surgery. Justice announced last week that Baby Dog was set to undergo two surgeries to repair ACLs in both of her back legs. Baby Dog's surgery was performed by a renowned vet in a pet hospital in Maryland. And it's astonishing to think that almost four years have passed since the onset of the pandemic. In the latest development, the CDC is anticipating to once again revise the isolation guidelines for individuals diagnosed with COVID. Instead of having to isolate for five days, the CDC is expected to change it. So you must only isolate until you have been fever free for 24 hours without the aid of fever reducing medication. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday and a fantastic Valentine's Day. I'm Taylor Long working for you. Over the past five years, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has helped over 1,500 hardworking Ohio Valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle of their dreams. We have experienced tremendous growth, which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents. From second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. 
That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302. Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon and Cannon Realtors. Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Filling the world with silly love songs. I have another little trivia here about that song. Let's have it. That was in response to John Lennon. Okay. I guess John Lennon did a did an uh, interview, and they talked about somehow talking about Paul McCartney, and he said, "Well, yeah, if, if you're into that type of thing, those, those silly love songs oh. that Paul seems to write." And that was in, it, in response to that. What's wrong with silly love songs? There you go, Howard. I did not know that. Now our bumper music is becoming not only entertaining, but informative. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning things today. We're learning things today. 18 to the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Roaming right around the freezing mark. 31 at the airport, 31 at the Highlands, 35 in Elm Grove, 30 here. Uh, going to go up to the low 40s today, maybe the mid 40s today. Lower 50s tomorrow. Sunny today, cloudy tomorrow. Some rain comes in tomorrow. Starts cooling off into the weekend. We'll max out in the 30s on Friday, so a big uh, drop there. Uh, again, we've spent most of our morning talking about Valentine's Day. Today is Valentine's Day. If you uh, have plans, what are they? Share them with us. 304-232-8255 is the Frio Stack auction service phone line. We had a lot of good phone calls coming in earlier this morning. The lines are now open between now and 10 o'clock, so if you want to call in, you can do that. Or you can text at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. And uh, whether you are or are not going out for Valentine's Day, where in your mind are good places to go? Take your sweetie for Valentine's Day. Um here in the Upper Ohio Valley, uh, we've had a couple of good suggestions. I got thinking though, Bob, the two that have been mentioned—well, actually, three—but two were mentioned several times: Figueredis, Undos. Someone suggested Naples and Steubenville. 
Italian. All Italian. Yes. So that's what I was thinking. Do we do we equate Italian restaurants with romance? Maybe it is Lady in the Tramp, like you were That's talking about. That's the setting I get. Now, again, we're going to bring up Victoria again. Obviously, she doesn't go for that uh, dark, lit kind of place that I think goes with being romantic. Yeah. Not well, trying to cover up the cockroaches. <laughs> or your failings or what. Yeah. <laughs> that thing on, on the side of my face. Yeah, or, or whatever. Um, but I got thinking about that. Yeah, this we've had other suggestions, don't get me wrong. But the ones that have repeated, in particular Figaretti's and then Undo's and Benwood, um, well, Undo's in general, but Benwood in particular, they're Italian restaurants. And, again, I am so out of practice, so far from those days. But I, especially on a first date, I don't want a lot of bells and whistles. I, I want just just us to talk because it's, it's going to be communication. I, you know, I don't want distractions. You know, I, that's not what I want on that type of date. 304-214-1600, uh, your idea of where you would take someone for a Valentine's Day date. And again, I am trying. I keep saying romantic, but it doesn't have to be a romantic restaurant. Maybe it's not romantic, uh, just it's someplace you would like to go. Off the uh, text line, uh, Market Vines down in the Center Market. I don't know that that's a particularly romantic restaurant, but it's a nice place. You can get some nice food there. It's a pleasant place to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Coleman's fish. I don't know if that's how romantic that is. <laughs> but you, exactly, well, exactly. It doesn't always have to be romantic, and that's why I'm, I, I keep saying romantic, and I keep correcting myself. Uh, Frio Stack, Auction Service Text Line, 304-214-1600. Ellen Jack's is our special occasion place, says Julie. Nice. And Ellen Jack's is, uh, that's one of the places. A little swanky. Well, that's okay. Uh, A place that has not been mentioned, and I don't know, if because they don't have a consistent dinner schedule, but they do a lot of specials. I don't know if they're open for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm thinking of Stratford Springs. Not the West, but Stratford Springs. Uh, they've been doing a lot of really good stuff lately. I, their breakfast, uh, their Sunday brunch is now on hold until the spring. Uh, we're up there multiple times during the Sunday brunch. They're doing their seafood bus- buffet starting. It's a ta- it's a it's a linen tablecloth upscale, a little fancier, yeah, fa- fancy place. Uh, I don't know that they're doing any particular valentine. It might be. I Jeremiah, if you're listening, are you doing anything special? Let me know. But. Um, that's another place that I would think I would at least look into. As yeah, a but hey, if if you're looking on keeping it simple, you'd have to do it in the afternoon. I mean, the conversation could go something like this: Hey, it's kind of cold outside. Do you like chicken noodle soup? Well, yes, I do. I've got the place for us. <laughs> yeah, now, Victoria Jones would absolutely hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking me to this place. Let's Where are go we sitting? To the Hall of Fame Cafe. <laughs> Now, how you Have get, you had the soup, Victoria, is what I'd you say. you got to try the chicken rice soup. you got to try any soup. It is the best soup in town. It is not. Let's be as honest as we possibly can be. And I love Angel. Nothing fancy. And I love the, <laughs> I love the soup especially. Romantic is not what you would call... Nah, it might be a little cold in the back room, even. <laughs> but it's uh, but it's uh, it's it certainly is a good place to go. Uh, any more of your thoughts? 304-214-1600 or 304-232-8255. What uh, survey done? What is the traditional most liked sort of perfect date for Valentine's Day? Uh, turns out uh, it's pretty traditional. The perfect date starts with flowers or a gift. Okay, take them flowers, take them candy, you know, kind of prime the pump, if you will. Um, 
now this is if you're not married, uh, one of you should be picking the other person up. Don't meet them. I'll tell you, I'll meet you at the restaurant. for Val- Now, for Valentine's Day, you want to pick them up and take them there. All right. <laughs> then, uh, according to this survey, dinner and a movie would be. I said, or dinner and Wakeham's, but <laughs> dinner and a movie. Um, and then, and I love this, the night should end with, and I quote here, some form of togetherness. That's what we're looking for, yes. <laughs> 48% say they want alone time with their date. Alone time. A couple hours alone time. <laughs> 43% say a good night kiss would be ideal. Uh, let's see. For those who are staying in for Valentine's Day, 61% plan to watch a show or a movie together. 59% will cook a nice dinner. 51% say they plan to... Again, it's radio. we got to say it this way. Become intimate. Become, we're hit that. Is be, that what they're saying? Yeah, huh? yeah, well, they be, become intimate. The average couple going out on a date tonight, $114 is what it would cost. I think that's cheap. Yeah, I mean, hell, that's you and I had a real good lunch. Uh, yeah, I mean, seriously. Uh, but lunch, our, our Sunday lunch was 65 bucks or something like that, right? Not counting tips. So, yeah, the average couple going on a date will spend $114. The average couple staying in... We'll spend $86. So little tidbits about Valentine's Day I thought you'd be in, intrigued by. Uh, how much do we as a nation spend on Valentine's Day? National Retail Foundation says people will spend about $101 per person in gifts to their significant others. Border-to-border, coast-to-coast, adding up all of those gifts, Americans will spend about $25.8 billion dollars. On Valentine's Day. It never ends. They so, can put the calendar up there. It never ends. There's always going to be month to month. Something there. Going to get in your pocket. Something there. Something there. All right. It's 9.50, 10 till the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit frioandstack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan. 
known for exceptional local customer service and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, The Health Plan. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Maybe I didn't love you Quite as often as I could have And maybe I didn't treat you Quite as good as I should have If I made you feel second best I'm sorry I was blind You were always on my mind You were always on my mind Here's to my eyes um, I, What? It really does It almost brings tears to my eyes um, You were always on my mind you know, we, we played a Nelson. lot of good ones. What's that? I said we, we played a lot of good ones, Howard. I, I don't know how you could say anything is as better as this yeah. as far as trying to tell somebody yes. how you feel about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And nobody can do it better than Willie Nelson, too. I mean, just mm, love it. All right. It is uh, six to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. During the break, I, I uh, had to walk out in the hallway for a minute and Bob made a joke about what are you trying to get extra steps on your uh, on your phone? You know, I remember I told you last week, uh, my youngest son and my wife uh, were in the living room and we were talking and they were talking and uh, my wife had done a walk around the mall with her uh, with her sister in law. So she said, "Oh, look, I've got seventy five hundred steps in already today." And uh, Jonathan said, "I I think I look at I've got ninety two hundred steps." He walks a lot, and I looked at my phone. Said, well, I. I have 725. So I thought just out of curiosity, since Bob said you're trying to get it more steps, I thought I'd see how many steps I've taken today. Today. How you doing, Howard? 332. Mm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just plain not good. Maybe I we take bigger, uh, longer breaks and you can walk a little bit down the hallway, I Howard. need to walk a little bit more. And by the way, also, the iPhone tells me my walking steadiness is very, very low. A little shaky, are you? I'm a little shaky. I don't know that I want the iPhone keeping track of all of this stuff for me. We are talking about um, Valentine's Day, 
places to go. I mentioned, I got thinking uh, during the, the news break, the half hour, about how most of the ones that have been mentioned were Italian restaurants. You know, is there a, are Italian restaurants just intrinsically seen as more romantic than other restaurants? And I think the answer maybe is yes. Uh, certainly that, that seemed to have been the case from the people who were, you know, sharing their thoughts with us here this morning. But also... I got thinking, I was sort of, in my own mind, sort of joking, well, nobody has said they should go to a Chinese restaurant for a romantic meal. But I was wrong. Off the Frio Stack auction service text line, our friend Alan from Neffs, he says, um, my dear spouse, she's passed, but my dear spouse and I had a favorite Chinese restaurant in Oakland, Pittsburgh while dating. They would go to Chinese restaurant. Married, our date night dining was with Dorothy at Peking's Gardens here in Wheeling. So... I now, knew, that was a great place. I don't know they call it romantic, but it was a great place. Well, I knew Dorothy and Robert very, very well, and it, it was one of my favorite places in Wheeling. Yeah, it was. It was. I was telling, I guess, my youngest son a bit about that and about the fog cutters and so many things. Dorothy that, wouldn't mess with you. I don't care what happened. You could have just lost your entire family and gotten polio on the way there, and she would just say, no, 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 two. You just get two. <laughs> she would keep track of things. It was a, it was a, it was a good re- Again, I don't know I don't know that I would personally think of, of, of a um, Chinese restaurant as a romantic restaurant. On the other hand, I don't think of a Chinese restaurant as a good place to go for Christmas dinner, but they do big business at Christmas time, so who knows? Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you very much here. <clears throat> Howard, 10,534 steps I've had already this morning. Sounds like Mark. 9,500 were on my four-mile walk this morning. Well, good for you, Mark. Well, he was listening to us, Howard. Good for you. Howard, he was listening to us. I just walked to the bathroom. That's all I do. I walk to the bathroom, walk back here. And in this building, the bathroom is pretty close to the studio, so I don't have to take a take a take a very long, very long walk. I didn't get to a couple of stories. If we have time, maybe tomorrow. They're Valentine stories, but uh, do you? There is something. There are there are romance scams, and it is a multi-million-dollar business. A billion dollar business. In 2023, consumers lost $1.14 billion to romance scams. I might talk about that tomorrow if I have a chance. And uh, if you're not into Valentine's Day, there is now an anti Valentine's Day movement that I wanted to talk about. If I have time tomorrow, I may bring that stuff. Well, I'm a little lonely, Howard. You might have to uh, help me with that. You might have to coach me a little bit. Into the uh, anti- well, I don't want to be scammed. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're the guy they might go for, I guess. I'm the guy they're looking for, Howard. All right, almost 10 o'clock here. Uh, Hoppy Kirchival is still on vacation. Dave Wilson is filling in. We talked today with Sean Fluarty about the Women's Bill of Rights. Ah, what a joke that is. Uh, Kayla Young, who tried to modify that to actually put some rights in there uh, and was shot down by her fellow colleagues in the House, will uh, join Hoppy, uh, will join Dave today to talk about that. And then Brandon Steele, one of the right-wingers, will talk about why it's a good thing to pass this Bill of Rights and just to keep those women out of men's bathrooms. It's all coming up on Statewide Talk Line coming up next. And today is uh, Wednesday. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up. It is Wednesday. And, uh, Bob, I'm thinking of coming back tomorrow morning. I'll see you here. 7 o'clock, right here. Have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I'll